0: Nonsense Radio! Nonsense Radio! What's kicking, little chickens? Um, that is an affectionate greeting to you, the listeners, uh, where I'm calling you little chickens. I'm not starting, like, a brand-new mystery podcast where I want to find out exactly what is kicking all the little chickens. I really hope nothing is, actually, as those little chickens are really very small. They don't even cluck. They click. That's how small they are. They don't lay eggs. They lay eggs. Which, and here's a fact for you, if you stick an egg to a toilet, you make an igloo, and then, uh, you know, someone can live in it. Sorry, I'm getting all educational, and this isn't an educational podcast, this is Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast, suitable for all ages, except this week, one hundred and two year olds I know I know I promised a hundred year olds that they could listen after banning them all in season one. a hundred and one year olds have been banned from this show a few times, and look. It's just that the 102-year-olds is their turn now because they felt left out and they thought I was ignoring them. And I wasn't. I was just happy for them to listen because they're all right guys. But now they said everyone thinks they're goody-two-shoes and teachers' favourites and could I ban them so everyone would think they were cool again? Well, 102-year-olds, you've got what you wanted and if I catch you listening to this particular episode, well, then I won't do anything as I am too busy finding out just who's kicking the little chickens. Some chickens are big, some medium-sized... But what you might not know is that some are really little, and right now, they're being kicked. But by who? And why? And how hard? These are all questions that I set out to answer. I'm not an investigator. I'm not a chicken. I'm just someone who cares. I'm Tiernan, and welcome to This Not-So-Merry Hen Life. Sorry, uh, I got carried away. Can everyone just stop kicking little chickens? Thank you. How are you, listeners? I've got a very exciting episode for you this week, and oh, is a good question going to be answered? But before we get to that, two very quick things. Uh, Thing one, squee! Oh, sorry, I didn't know... There was that quick thing as well, sorry. Sorry, three quick things. Uh, That quick thing was one. Quick thing two is if you need a new way to annoy your spindly fart grumblers, sorry, grown-ups, this week, uh, then why not just answer everything they say to you by pretending you're a secret agent and they've given you the wrong code? If they say, for example, you have to stop playing computer games now, you can reply with something like, the yak is kicking little chickens, yes? And if they say, what are you talking about? You can just shout, the mission has been compromised, abort, abort, and then run away, really quickly. I reckon you'll only need to do that a few times and they'll definitely just let you keep playing computer games forever. Uh, quick thing number three, split Oh, sorry, that was another one of those quick things. Uh I didn't know that was there either. Right, sorry, quick thing four then. Um if you have a question that you would like to be answered by a comedian on this podcast, don't forget to send it in to us at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk and we'll feature it on a future episode. And if you want to let us know anything else too, or even just say hey, then that would be lovely. If you know who's kicking little chickens, then get in touch right away. Okay, so now the important bit. <laughs> I am joined by Whitby Ultimate Rounders Champions 1997, the winners of top tribute non-musical tribute bands that aren't a tribute band, and the group that the Crockery Kitchen once called cut-breaking. It is Matt and Robin from The Noise Next Door.
1: Hey, Tin, and thanks for having us. It's it's, it's really nice to hear our our Rounders accolades being being spread. That's something that Matt and I don't talk about often since the incident, but... um you know
2: i know i know but um yeah no so it's, it's smashing to be on the show smashing like the crockery that we used to yep. throw well Absolutely.
0: exactly i d- i thought i'd better bring both those things up. i i just don't understand why people don't talk about it apart from obviously the incident which we won't talk about because i know it brings back those yeah, memories, yeah we we know. we had
1: to stop playing rounders after after matt got carried away uh with with the bat and, and a passing goose so uh since then we've been yeah. evicted from the league haven't we matt
2: we have my eyebrows
1: still
0: haven't grown back nope. Yeah, I can understand. I, but I, I, mean, to be fair, I've never seen anyone get a goose quite that far with a bat. I mean, like they should have applauded that.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. It's the aerodynamics of the goose. I think that's what really helped. Um, we, it was. Yeah, although
2: we lost points ultimately, it was foul play.
0: Yeah. Oh well, of course, of course, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame because if you had you been playing cricket, then you could have been out for a duck.
2: Yes, I, absolutely. That would
0: have been quite good in itself. But wrong, wrong sport, wrong
1: bird. Yep, yeah, no, that's 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 it. I should uh, before we before we go much further. I don't know if you can hear, but my neighbours have decided that now is a perfect time to do some banging on the walls because that's what we do in lockdowns. I don't I don't know if they're putting anything up or if they're just banging the walls with a hammer. But either way, uh, they've not they've not bothered doing that the whole time we've been in lockdown. But but today they've decided to start that. So if you hear it, it's either my neighbours putting up a shelf or it's just them banging on the walls to uh, to interrupt the podcast. They knew it was coming and they wanted to interrupt it.
0: Well, I just, I mean, I, I, before we we judge them harshly, I mean, it might be that they've listened to previous episodes of the show, they realise there isn't any background music um, and perhaps some sort of rhythm might help us get going today. And and I can appreciate that. I've often thought that a beat, you know, can help you get started with things and feel motivated. So maybe they're just spurring you on. Really. Amazing.
1: Well, well, moving forward then, if you like it, then I'll get Doreen from next door to pop round and she can go to every guest's neighbor's house and just hammer on their walls. That can just be a, a, a stalwart of the Comedy Car for Kids podcast.
0: That sounds great, Matt. Are you doing right? You haven't got any rhythm behind you. Do, are you okay? Are you going to feel uh, a bit all over the place? Uh, I know it's beats? it's
2: like a deafening silence. Um, I can't, in a minute I'll start banging my head on the desk just to give myself some percussion.
0: That sounds great. Yeah, that sounds absolutely brilliant. Yeah. and I think that would make a really lovely extra noise for the podcast too. Um, actually, we'll come to noises in a minute, but but first, let me just ask you both. Um, we'll start with you, Matt. How how are you getting on? Are you doing all right?
2: Yeah, doing very well, actually. Uh, I've, I thought I'd learned some new skills, you know, uh, over this whole experience. So uh, I have I have actually learned every single song in the world. Whoa. OK, now, obviously, it's quite quite a, a, an ambitious thing to say, but I can prove it. Right. You could give me any person's name and I can fit it into a song because, you know, there's lots of songs and names. In. Give me any name, any first person's name. Uh,
0: Frederick.
2: Frederick, okay, Frederick. I'm, uh, I'm accessing my musical knowledge. Yeah, okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday
0: to Frederick. There you go. I know. Oh my God! I I, I shouldn't really applaud into the mic, but that is. Wonderful! That is yeah. absolutely, I'm amazed people aren't banging on your walls with that level of skill. But yeah, that is time well spent. <laughs> incredible. Wow. And and Robin, how about you? Have you learned any new skills?
1: I, I haven't learned any new skills. No, I, I, I've i been quite busy because my, uh, my housemates and I recently got a puppy, which is brilliant. Um, I'm really enjoying it. My favourite thing about having a puppy is just the increased risk that you might tread in poo somewhere in your own home where you wouldn't expect it. <laughs> You never know. You never know where it's going to be. It's like I was going to the fridge the other day and I just saw one out of the corner of my eye, jumped over the poo. I was I was in the toilet. That's where you'd expect a poo to be. But you don't expect it by the fridge. So um,
2: that's been my. my... There was always a bit of a risk, but now there's an increase.
1: Absolutely. I live with two other people and you never know where they're going to poo. But the puppy is really taking it to taking the game to another level. Um, And so, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. It's it's the risk factor. Uh, She also likes eating things that aren't food. Just anything that's not food, she'll eat, but not really that bothered about food stuff.
0: I mean, as the parent of a two and a half year old, I feel like we've got a lot of similarities. I have. There was definitely a time period where I, and there were poos in unexpected places and constantly tried to stop at eating things that, that aren't food whatsoever. It's, it's probably the same, but you, a little bit more manageable with a puppy, perhaps. Perhaps so. Yeah. The worst bit, I think maybe
1: you've had the same is when you go into a room and you know, there is a poo because your nose <laughs> is telling you there is a poo somewhere, but you can't find the poo. That's the worst one. And you're like, there's a poo somewhere in this room. And, you know, the other day she managed to get it under the sofa. We have like no. a slightly high sofa, but she's got a big puppy. So she must have I, I'm imagining she's sort of stuck her bum in the gap and sort of squidged back a bit. Pooed under the sofa and then came away. It's honestly, it's it's carnage in this house at the moment. That
0: is stealth pooing. Yeah. I mean that's skillful. But can I ask uh, the puppy's name, please? Uh, the puppy's name,
1: the full name, is Bellatrix the Dog after Bellatrix Strange and Harry Potter. Um, oh, and we're training her name. using all Harry Potter code words. So, for instance, instead of so we she's got like a, a small crate that she sleeps in, and instead of her crate, we call it Azkaban. And uh, instead of <laughs> instead of come here, Bellatrix, we've trained her to Akio Bellatrix, which I, I'm I'm really enjoying. Um, I'm mainly excited about when we walk in the park and other people look at us and think either those people are a bunch of legends or who are these idiots who are so obsessed with Harry Potter that they've named their dog and all the commands after it we'll, we'll see when she can go out because at the moment she's not allowed out just yet
0: well there'll be a time uh, in the future when you'll be able to say go to a Harry Potter convention with her and she will just have the best day of her life Ex- absolutely everyone's shouting commands at her from everywhere it'll be probably a bit overwhelming but that will be absolutely amazing it's
1: going to be so exciting I can't wait
0: Oh, that is probably great. Well, it sounds like you two are having a very good time. And I, and I wondered if, I mean, obviously, um, one of the tips that you may give now is uh, to get a puppy that poos in secret places, Robin. But I, I wonder if you could both give tips to our listeners, because they're all stuck at home as well. Um, Just how to make it a bit more bearable if there's things that you've been doing to keep yourselves uh, entertained?
1: Sure. Well, my main advice, I think, is cake. I, I've I've found that if I'm feeling if I'm feeling a bit bored or sad or en- anything, is made better by the presence of cake. I've really really enjoyed it. I'm not really a very good cake maker. Quite quite a poor baker, actually. I would say, but uh, cake, just just if it's breakfast, cake. If you're feeling a bit sad, have some cake. If it's dinner, have some cake. Cake always have cake.
0: Just cake, endless, endless cake. There was a whole point last year where lots of people found lots of different things that ended up being cake. So there were lots of videos of people cutting a shoe and it turned out it was a cake. And is that your sort of ideal world? Ideally,
1: yeah. But I made one, I made one the other day and I was really proud of it. And uh, my housemate came home. She's a teacher. She came home from work and she saw it and she went, what's that? I was like, it's a cake, obviously. It's an iced cake. And it was, it didn't look like one. It was wonky. Let's just say I'm not getting onto the next series of Great British Bake Off. That's not going to happen.
0: If you could make cakes that look like small puppy poos, that would be amazing because then (laughs) someone would find one and go, oh, no, there's a poo here. This is awful. Wait, it's a cake. And suddenly, overjoyed. I could
1: find it and then eat it in front of my housemates and they'd be like, oh, what are you doing? Don't eat the puppy poo. And then it's a great prank. I love it, Tim. And I reckon I could
2: probably master that.
0: I think that would be pretty It's a good. good
2: idea but it is a gamble if your puppy is pooing everywhere you need to really <laughs> keep a tab on which one's yours.
0: That is that is the big issue isn't it if you if you get it wrong even once that is an, that is an awful day that could have been a great day. Uh oh, terrible yeah. times. How about you Matt have you got a, a tip that for for keeping yourself entertained at the moment?
2: Yes, absolutely. I've uh, recently uh, been uh, doing lots of puzzles. I think a lot of people doing puzzles over over the sort of the lockdowns and uh I have a big tip for this, which is don't do the puzzle on your bed. Uh, I'm doing a thousand piece puzzle at the moment. It's taken a few days. I've been sleeping on the kitchen table.
0: Wow. that's going to be really tricky. And, and what do you need to do? Like if you need a snack at night, you then having to take it back to the bed so that you can still sleep on the table. Like there's got to be other issues with sleeping in the kitchen.
2: Well, yes. Now, now, that, I'm, now that I'm sleeping in the kitchen because I don't want to disturb the puzzle, it means all the cooking has to be done in the bathroom. Uh, which is sounds like it's going to be quite close to what the, you know. If Robin's making little poo cakes, uh, <laughs> maybe the bathroom is the place to do that.
0: And that is what I, I won't ask you where you're then having to go to the bathroom because I feel like this is a, yeah. a tricky. Oh, the neighbors are
2: not happy about my use of their driveway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. That is. And again, I'm amazed your neighbors aren't knocking on the wall as well with this sort of antics happening. Very lucky. Very lucky they're not that bad. Wow. Well, those are brilliant tips. Thank you both very, very much. Um, And I've got to ask you, as I ask all the guests on the show, this is an audio podcast, obviously the listeners can't see uh, your lovely faces. Um, And so I wondered if, because it's audio, if uh, you both have a favourite noise uh, that you could do for us. Um, Matt, have you got a particularly favourite noise?
2: I've got, uh, yeah, my my favourite noise in the world is my girlfriend's rooster impression, and it sounds like this.
0: (laughs) That was amazing! That was unbelievably she
2: good. Yeah, she does it on command. That,
0: that was a human being, people. And can I, what's your girlfriend's name? Louise. Louise. Uh, just for the listeners, uh, Louise just ran up uh, to do the rooster impression and then vanished again. And that was absolutely... Oh, she going do it again? Yeah, do it again. <laughs> that is <laughs> That is genuinely incredible. Wow. Well, I'm probably amazing. And uh, does she do that at a certain time every morning to make sure you get up? Or? It's the, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's our alarm clock. She has a little vibrate one, wakes her up. Obviously, you know, she's currently sleeping on the sofa. So yeah, it all works out.
0: That's, well, I am. Um, you <laughs> to
2: come and wake me up in the kitchen. Yeah. I,
0: I can't tell you how impressed I am. I, that is, I genuinely <laughs> thought you were living on a farm for a few seconds. That is amazing. Um, uh, Robin, uh, no pressure, Robin, um, but yeah, I, you know. We've just had the best Rooster impression in the world. What's your favourite noise? Well, I
1: have two favourite noises, Tia. One favourite noise that I can't make because it's just a memory I have of a time that I was walking along Brighton Seafront and a, a set of seagulls attacked an older lady holding chips. And th- the <laughs> mixture of cry scream that she managed was just like, Wah! and it was it was just brilliant. I loved it so much. And I think about that quite a lot when I'm trying to sleep. Um, but the, my favourite <laughs> noise that I can do is, um, is a tongue pop, which is really loud. So I'm going to come away from the microphone, um, but it goes like this. it's pretty fun isn't it wow yeah
0: that was very loud yeah i can do it qu- yeah so um, that's um that's what i did when i was meant to be doing maths your, at school your tongue isn't actually popping when you do it; like you, you your tongue's still in one piece you're not I, sort of exploding your tongue as you
1: well i have no evidence of that I, I i hope i hope you're right um if i might maybe i'm losing sort of small bits of my tongue every time i do it and eventually i'll just end up with like sort of a, a
2: stub of a tongue but um yeah yeah it's like your tongue's made of rice krispies <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's quite, yeah, that's not a bad, I mean, result, ris- well, then then if you have Rice Krispies and you eat your tongue, like, that would be awkward, but mm. again, we're back to cake yeah. poo situation, I feel like you just got to be very yeah. careful with food, Robin. Uh, I think so, for, I think For the rest so.
2: of your life. I think that
0: that's what saying. is. Don't
2: drink too much milk yeah, if true. you have uh, Rice Krispies mm. tongue,
0: yeah. That would be it, that would be it. Well, th- those are amazing noises, thank you both, um, and, and thank you uh, to Louise, uh, the rooster as well, and... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Also, this is a family-friendly podcast um, and it's suitable for everyone of all ages, but not yaks or people that are 102. Um, but apart from them, um, I just wonder if you both have a rude word that you definitely won't be saying so we can reassure listeners that this is a safe podcast. Um, Robin, do you have a rude word that you definitely will yeah. not say?
1: Yeah, I certainly do, Tim. And actually, thanks for asking. It's a very serious uh, topic. I absolutely will not be saying the word bum symbol, which is when oh. you uh, you fart so hard that you're... you're bum cheeks, clap together like a monkey holding a symbol. I will not be saying the word bum wow. symbol.
0: No, please don't. That is really, it's I gross. mean, I feel quite upset just even knowing that exists. But yeah, yeah. bum symbol is definitely a word that we yeah. mustn't ever hear again on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, bum symbol is definitely quite an awful word. Um, how about you, Matt?
2: Yeah, actually, along a similar similar track, obviously, um, you know, people throw the word fart around, but uh, that and that seems probably fine, but I wouldn't be using my word for fart, which is poo burp.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That is quite the word. That's quite a hefty, rude word, that pooh And I think you've got to be very it's careful as of when you do use it.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <gasps> oh, sorry. I just farted.
0: Wow. Wow. Goodness. I mean, I'm very pleased. So no pooh burping, no bum symbols, please. Can we have neither of those words throughout the rest of the show? I'm definitely mm-hmm. not going to say them. I hope neither of you say them mm. uh, throughout. Listeners should Absolutely. be quite safe. Wow, good. Well, that was quite quite an intro to you two. And and, and obviously, the main reason I've got you both here, um, the wonderful noise next door, is to answer a question that I thought, t- to be honest, I thought you were the best people to answer this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this question was sent in from Jacob, who said he's aged 10 or 100. And uh, he doesn't know. How, how are we meant to no. know? Um, maybe time is irrelevant to him. Maybe he's got no concept of how old mm. he is. Maybe he's been alive forever. We just don't know. But but he's certainly got an incredible question to ask. And uh, I must apologise if we've got any listeners in Italy, uh, but Jacob has asked me to say this in an Italian accent. And please do write in and complain uh, after I've tried my Italian accent. It deserves complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, which I've got to say in Italian accent, who stole my meatballs? And that's uh, that's Jacob's wow. question. So over to you guys who whos whos who's who stolen my meatballs <laughs> Well, I think
1: the first thing that needs to be raised before we go any further, Jacob, is if you're between 10, if you're either 10 or 100, I hope the answer is 10, because as we know, you can only listen to this podcast. Uh, you can't listen if you're 102. So you want to make sure that the answer is 10, because if you're 102, then that means if, if you're 100, that means you've only got two years left to listen to the podcast, which simply won't do. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm hoping on your behalf that you are 10 years old. But the meatball question really cuts to the core of, of, of a serious issue, doesn't it, Matt?
2: Certainly does. Uh, I mean, if I was to just uh, just accuse straight off the bat, uh, there's a, a famous Italian master criminal, Jimmy Parmesan. I mean, I want to point things at that guy. Uh, he's obviously Jimmy Parmesan is an authentic Italian name. And he is famed for going around uh, people's foods, their linguinis, their, uh, their pasta shapes and uh, just just kind of rubbing his hands over them. Yeah. Uh just, just spreading his little parmesan evil yeah, all over right. the place, and I, I would say, if someone's stolen your meatballs, probably, yeah, him, he, and he's probably rubbing his parmesan. Yeah, on he, um,
1: he runs, uh, he runs around with a uh, with his uh, evil psychic cal Zoni. um and and cal's yeah. cal's the same but he he sort of envelops everything within him doesn't he so whenever he gets hold of anything so if basically if you manage to find the meatballs what you what you want to do is you want to dust them for parmesan dust okay and if there's any there then that's definitely jimmy meatballs if you find they're covered just covered in goo and gunk um then you know that that's probably cal Zoni's work um but there's there's a whole host of them there's a whole host of of, of evil evil thieves who, who run around stealing people's meatballs uh, that you really want to keep an eye out for uh let's not forget Jonathan Spaghetti who um who is is so married to uh Spaghetti Spaghetti Betty Betty and Jonathan Spaghetti Mm -hmm. yeah you're right the trouble is they have to live in a bungalow because they're so floppy that they can't go up the stairs
0: can can I just ask what do they do with these meatballs once they've got them because I mean it's a strange thing to uh, you know just between you and me and obviously I'm inexperienced in this area I've never stolen someone's meatball um but I wouldn't quite know what to, you know, someone else's. I wouldn't want to eat it. I mean, I'm I'm vegetarian. I wouldn't eat it anyway. But I wouldn't know what to do. What, what would I? Do, you, do they keep it? Do they treat it as a pet? What's what do they do?
2: In certainly in winter, the the smart money is on people putting meatballs in your shoes. It's just a really good foot warmer. Yeah, yeah. It's like a heated sock, but it's it's a little spicy. You know? Yeah, right. If, if it was, a, do they if it was... call them
0: feet balls then? Or?
1: Meatballs, yeah. Yeah. Meatballs. yeah. If it was summer months, then obviously you'd be using them for sunglasses because if you put the meatballs on your eyes, then you do block out the UV rays of the sun. You also block out everything. But um it works with sunglasses. But obviously being being a January time, a January theft, as it were, um I'd say that yeah, you're definitely onto um shoe shoe balls. Meatballs. Wow.
0: yeah, <laughs> right, shoe balls, great, okay. Mm-hmm. And and so <laughs> so it's shoe balls at this time of year, so there's a chance that and I assume because Jacob Asked me to say this in Italian accent. I don't know if Jacob has an Italian accent um, or not. I I assume Jacob is asking for himself and hasn't sent this as a question from someone else. But like what, you know, what's Jacob to do next? You, You said about dusting for Parmesan, but even if he finds out it is Calzone or it's Jimmy Parmesan, what's he to do next? Is there somewhere he can report this crime?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, Jacob, what you definitely want to do is is call the actual uh, the actual police and you uh you <laughs> ring them up and uh, explain your problem and they will suggest that you come along and that what they do is they have a thing called a police lineup. This is where they line up the most likely criminals. So, you know, you'll have your your Betty Spaghetti's and your Jimmy Parmesans. They'll all be told to line up. And as we've said, it's winter, the most likely hiding the meatball in their shoes. Uh, normally you do a lineup by recognizing someone but in this case you have to close your eyes and listen all of the suspects are told to walk forward and it's the one that sounds like this mm-hmm. that's the one with meatballs yeah. in their shoes and that's how you know and you if feel. two
1: if two of them happen to sound like that maybe one of them's walked in a lake with their shoes recently and so they've got squelchy feet as well then what they ne- the next thing they do is they heat up the floor they superheat the floor and they listen for like a tss- noise and a smell of yeah. a smell of, of meat coming out and and they hope that it's not your their actual feet that's burning on the floor uh, and they hope it's the meatballs but either way that that's that's the next step
0: it's a very complicated procedure
1: well, it's a very complicated crime tin and you can't you can't sure. just you can't just you can't just just dust for the parmesan or, or just pop around calzone's house you need to you need to you need to isolate all of the possible variables
0: I mean, this is. It, it sounds like this happens quite a lot. Is, is this a very common occurrence? Like should we all should we all be taking care of our meatballs a lot more than, than we do? Because you know, I've had a, a. Again, as I said, I don't really do meatballs, but I've had a plate of spaghetti and not even thought about protecting it from anyone. I just eat it.
1: But, you, but in in your house, you do have a meatball safe. No. Oh, Tiernan. Oh, poor innocent sweet Tiernan. No, you need a meatball safe in your house. Well, everyone's got one. Everyone in in I suppose if you're a vegetarian, you'd, you'd you'd maybe
2: keep I don't know like a courgette or some peppers in there. But you, uh, well, ve- vegetarians uh, they keep guacamole in a in a safe because uh, it actually happened to me once. Someone once stole my guacamole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds who who would steal guacamole? Oh, it's a, it's,
2: a, it's basically a, a vegetarian version of. Uh, this meatball themed. I'm betting.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Terence Taco is the guy who nicked my guacamole. Terence
0: Taco's a uh, very high suspect. Yeah. That's so disappointing. I thought maybe I'd be safe from from meatball theft by not having meatballs, and now someone's going to come and steal my guacamole. Well, the this worst thing your
1: Parmesan is likely to do with the meatballs is uh, he's actually got a, a full register of all vegetarians, and uh, sometimes he just pops around and puts them under your pillow.
0: Oh, no. And it's not
1: cool. It's not cool. He's a bad guy. He needs to go to prison.
0: That is, well, that is awful. And I mean, I'd have thought that some of these, you know, especially the the spaghetti uh, two that you were talking about earlier, if you put them in prison, they'll just sort of wriggle out, won't they?
1: Straight down the plug hole for the showers. Just then out. It's very
0: hard to to keep hold of these criminals. And what else can we do? Meatball safe, that's one option. And is there anything else I can do to actively, I want to protect my pasta, what am I going to do?
2: Wow. Well, I mean, what do, what do you do? Keeping your pasta safe. <laughs> That's, I mean, well, well, one thing you've got to do maybe is, is, is throw the criminals off the scent. Okay. Uh, now this uh, is literally the scent of pasta. Now, obviously everyone famously, when you just boil pasta on its own, very strong scent. <laughs> A lot of people might suggest that it actually doesn't have any smell, really. It just smells of boiling water. But uh, no, to the criminal... It's a very strong smell. So, what you need to do is you need to think really hard about some stronger smells that you can make that are stronger than the smell mm. of the pasta, mm. such as wow. Yeah. Like uh, well, I, I would I would use a, a word, but I, I can't say my yeah. words. My on uh, well, if you need word, to use it, perfectly it for explain.
0: information bases, if you need to use it to explain important public, you're giving a public service broadcast right here to, to help people keep their pasta safe. So, I think you're allowed to say it. Well,
2: for, for safety announcement purposes, yeah. When whenever cooking pasta, that's the time for poo ups
1: yeah. No, yeah, he's not right. wrong. You've said it. Yeah, he's yeah. not wrong. He's not Don't wrong. Say it again. Um, the other thing you can do is obviously when when spaghetti is, is cooked, and this is something I'd actually recommend you do. If ever your parents are sort of cooking spaghetti for you, um, this is something I would recommend you do, right, is w- wait till they drain the spaghetti. And in order to check if spaghetti's cooked, what you need to do is throw it against the wall. And if it sticks, then it's cooked. If it, if it falls off the wall, it's not cooked. Now, um, in order to make sure it's safe from the colander to the bowl, that's a real key moment where opportunistic thieves can nip in there, grab some pasta and run run away. What you want to do is you want to take all of the pasta in the colander and throw it all against the wall of your kitchen. Okay. And and your mum will love that. And then when she's prepared the bowl, she can pick it off the wall and put it back into the bowl. But what she'll know is that you've got an entirely safe bowl of pasta because nobody's going to come and nick it from the wall. There's just too much work, but they might just take a swipe of a whole colander. So that'd be my tip would be the next time your mum's cooking you pasta, get your hands in there, take all of it out and throw it against the wall.
0: These are amazing tips. I think just you two are keeping People's food safe. You've hopefully saved, well, if not solved the crime uh, of Jacob's stolen meatballs, um, you've definitely helped him protect future meatballs. Um, and I just wondered from, from experts like yourselves is there any food that is completely safe from everyone? Is there any food that, that you both say eat because you know that there's no one's going to take it off you? Oh, yeah. Well, they all say there's nothing safer than a wafer.
2: That's right. that what they
0: say, right? <laughs> Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Right yeah. and it's, and why why does um, no one take it?
2: Uh, so the so the technical reason is uh, the reason why wafers are safe is because it rhymes with
0: safer. Right, right. And that's, and that's quite powerful. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um,
1: also tinned tuna because it's gross. It's yeah. just real gross and nobody wants it. So that's not getting nicked that's from anybody.
0: Fair. Yeah. So you could live off sort of ch- tuna wafer sandwiches.
1: Well no, cuz somebody nicked the bread. Good. So you can oh. you can um, live off of just tuna on a wafer. Um, that's what sorry.
0: That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you so, put another yeah, wave on top. For, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: Ten, you yeah. Have you ever been on MasterChef? Because I think I, I, I have. <laughs> no, like,
0: is that right? Well, I. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with just that idea, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, Ooh, if it. Uh, make sure you take some coriander
1: right. or some parsley to sprinkle on top, because on MasterChef they whatever they make, as long as it's got a garnish, through you go.
0: Would will that then make
1: it susceptible to thievery? Though absolutely, unfortunately, it will yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, have to- but sometimes that's that's part of the risk, isn't it? It's part of the risk of being a great chef. This is a, why the why you have to pay so much money in restaurants because out of every dish the chef makes for you, at least seven have been stolen. So you're paying for seven times the amount of food you're actually eating because they've got to make up their money. They've got to make the cost up. Makes
0: so much sense. Yeah. Just makes so much sense. Well, thank you so much. I I I, just, I knew you two were experts. I didn't realize quite the level of expertise that we were going to have here. And mm-hmm. hopefully that has answered uh, Jacob's question for him on just who's stole my meatballs um thank you so much uh matt and robin from the noise next door for uh joining me uh, and also to um to louise for her rooster impression and to uh robin's neighbors for all the rhythmical um impetus that we've had in the background throughout um what are you two guys up to obviously at the moment you're um at home with your uh cake poos and your uh, bed puzzle um but in in the future is there anything that our listeners uh can come and see you do
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we're on tour next year. So um, we are traveling the country with a, with a kids show, uh, which is improvised comedy. So that's comedy that where we take suggestions from you. You can shout out whatever you want, um, apart from poo, Burp and Bum Symbol. You can't shout that out. Um, and you can shout that out to us and we will make comedy. We'll make silly scenes and songs and jokes uh, all based on whatever it is that you want to see on stage. And we're traveling around the UK doing that, hopefully as of the summer.
0: And if any children bring along their foods of choice that they want to protect, you guys can give adequate tips on just what they need to do.
2: Absolutely. That's right. And we have a locker system to keep all the food safe.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. I just, I just feel like everyone's meals are safer because you're here. Thank you so much. Thanks we're doing our
1: time. bit, Tim, and that's what we're doing. We're here to do our bit. Remember yeah. how like the NHS got collapsed collapse last, last lockdown and Matt and I are just sort of here idly waiting for our round of applause to start every Thursday.
0: Sure, it will. Sure, it will really <laughs> soon. You guys deserve it. <laughs> Wowzers. That was quite a question from Jacob and what an incredible answer from Matt and Robin of The Noise Next Door. Um, I hope now that you, Jacob, but also all the listeners will be able to keep their meatballs and all their other food um, except obviously wafers and tin tuna very safe from all the food thieves. Um, and don't forget, if you are in the UK, The Noise Next Door will be touring their brilliant kids improv show next year once all the theatres are open again. So do make sure you go and see them. Also, please don't forget that if you'd like your question answered on this podcast, please ask your spindly fart grumblers... Sorry, Grown ups to help you email us at podcast at kids dot co. dot uk with what it is that you need to know about, or you can just drop us a line for the sake of saying hello. Uh, also, if your spindly fart grumblers would like to buy us a coffee for providing such a useful answering service and chicken-kicking investigation, then they could do that at ko-fi.com forward slash parpolbro or the ACAST supporter button. And if they and you would be interested in a live online comedy club for kids show for your school or party or chicken-kicking prevention weekly security meeting, then head to comedyclubforkids.co.uk and let us know. There will be more shows next week when I ask, Did you kick the little chicken? Mate, um, no, I don't even know what a chicken is. Well then, why is there one sitting on your head? Oh, it's just my fancy hat. Oh, the investigation continues. You have been listening to... Comedy Club for Kids Presents! Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio... Nonsense, radio It's the end.